The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Heather Stone is the founder of Stone Insurance. She's a passionate advocate for affordable healthcare solutions for all, drawing on her own experience as a mother of a disabled child. Heather has worked tirelessly to bridge the gap in insurance and care opportunities for differently abled children, including those with autism. And Heather joins us now. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm brilliant, thanks. And it's great to have you here. So what was your journey into starting Stone Insurance? I actually decided to start Stone Insurance on accident. Um, My son um, was disabled. He was three years old when he had a childhood stroke. And I already had a financial advising license. But um, due to his condition, we were in the hospital for over four and a half months. Um, This was kind of pre-Obamacare and affordable health care reforms. So I connected with some other moms. And um, the the consensus was that everybody was not just worried about their child, but how they were going to pay for their bills. How are they going to navigate the social services system? And I just... Um, took it by the horns and we've been doing it for now 20 years. Yeah, because I guess the thing is, a health disaster, so to speak, Mm. comes as a shock. Nobody's predicting it most of the time. So something like a stroke in a child, which must be so rare, how Mm. did that affect you, both emotionally and financially? Um, So financially, I was told that by social services that I I should um, not work. Mm. I should make as little money as possible and I should give any career aspirations that I have up because in order for my son to get medical care at the time, um, the only way we were going to be able to obtain that is if we were very low on income and had the state give us um, care. So I kind of maneuvered that for a little bit and tried to find a way to beat it and get around the system. And I decided I was going to uh, learn the industry and the ins and outs so I could not just do what's best for my son to get him the best medical care, but to teach other families um, going through the same thing as well. And then wrote a book about it 20 years later. (laughs) Yeah. Is it kind of a broken system where you seem to be better off if you have less money, which most things don't work that way? Most things that don't do not work that way. And healthcare um, in America has come a really long way. Um, But but back then it was it was in shambles and it didn't matter what you had. If you became ill in any capacity, um, you were pretty much 
essentially losing your assets and, and any ability to get insurance long term. So how's your experience as a parent of a disabled child influenced your work in the insurance industry? I guess it's given you the reason to begin, but does it make you empathise with your clients? Yes. So I have a division of my agency that only works with special needs parents. We do the public insurance as well, um, Medicaid, Medicare, and, and anybody else who kind of needs this. We do have a division um, that I lead that is really focused on special needs parents. Um, we help them navigate the healthcare system and some financial planning as well mm. um, and give them some tools and tricks to um, have long-term goals that are um, easy to achieve um, for them because you know our community unfortunately doesn't have a lot of funds um, because of the ability to work as well. And you're also an advocate for special needs children tirelessly advocating for them. I am, yes. Have you had any challenges along the way? For sure. Um, and the the reason that I decided to write my book, Invisible Parents, was um, I got to a point with, with my son when he was a teenager. Um, I had my son and I also fostered another special needs teenager as well yeah. that I was no longer able to provide the supports that he needed um, to continue to live in my home. So we had to make a very difficult decision um, to put place him into a group home or assisted living. Um, and at the time, the special needs community uh, definitely shunned me for it, was very upset and um, felt like I was, you know, giving my, my son up. And actually what I did for not just my son, uh, but also for myself, was give him the freedom um, to learn to live independently. So the group home that he lives in now, he has, um, I might as well have put him in a frat house. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he has really good friends that are, you know, within the same age group of, of him. He's learning to live independently. He has a girlfriend. He has attention um, on him all the time. And the, the behaviors, you know, we did get to a point where we just could no longer provide the services. And now, you know, he's been in a couple of years and I do have parents coming to me, the same ones that judge me saying, okay, this is time for me now. How did you accomplish this? So it's a journey for sure. That's quite impressive. And are there any kind of misconceptions about children or just people in general with ADHD? Um, yes. It's, so my son has autism. Mm. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions. The spectrum is very large. Um, when yeah. I tell people usually that my son has autism, they'll say, oh, wow, does he like dinosaurs? I'm like, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, but, you know, he does have a uh, low intellectual dis um, disability. A lot of, and I think it's, it's 16 to 18% of children have aggressive behaviors and mm. um, self-harm as well. And that is really who, you know, I my book is focused on and the community I would like to focus on right now because that um, they don't have an advocate. You know, the children's have advocates, there are services for the children, but there's really nobody that kind of sticks up for the parents um, that, that are going through this. A lot of parents do have a lot of trauma. There are some, some kids that, you know, when they can't communicate what they want, they go to violence. That means that, you know, we're hitting mom and we're constantly repeating ourselves or we're doing property destruction. And I really, my goal is to kind of shed a light on that to get some political change to happen. Do you think that results in a kind of stigma for people on the spectrum? Because it's so large that it's sometimes so large. they can all be grouped in together with some negative things. Yeah, it's in my opinion, it's too large. I've been doing this for, for now 20 years. My son has been diagnosed three or four different things because yeah. our language keeps keeps changing. But there's there's a huge difference between now it's, it's levels, but there's 
you know, the Ashbaker side is usually, you know, they have their own um, social issues and um, sometimes they can have, you know, a very high IQ and they're able to get a driver's license and have a mm. job at like IBM and, and, and live independently. And then you have the other side that, you know, sometimes these kids are nonverbal. They're not able to even go to the bathroom. Their intelligence level is very low. So labeling both sides of the spectrum, the same thing really confuses the masses. Yeah. Is there an issue with labeling in general? Because some people may feel, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but some mm-hmm. people may feel that these people are just bad behaved or whatever issues may be a symptom of it as well. And they don't really yes. have a condition. It's just who they are. And I suppose even if you don't have autism or ADHD, you will mm-hmm. do things sometimes that they would do, if you see what I mean. So how do you know what is caused by the autism or ADHD or Asperger's and what is not? <laughs> So that's a very clinical question. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, there's there's labels now for everything. Um, with the 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 group that I um focus on is that low IQ, under 70 IQ type mm. of autism where there's intellectual disabilities. So I guess that is now the appropriate word, the intellectual disabilities where ADHD and um, and Asperger's usually do not have um, intellectual disabilities. So what's the best way you would describe health insurance in general to somebody with ADHD or autism who maybe has an intellectual disability? With the, the intellectual disabled community, um, um, they really need to be on Medicaid um, because the, that, and that's what I teach parents as well, is it gives you the ability to um, get services, get, sometimes they need home health care. Sometimes they need like a personal care attendant that's going to come and help mom, you know, be able to go to the grocery store or do whatever they need to do. And then selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The the other side of it, too, is they can potentially live independently um, with supports from the state if they have the appropriate services. Um, most states have what's called a med waiver service. Mm. And in my book, I really address that on how important it is to sign up for those when a child becomes diagnosed with intellectual disability at age three or four, because sometimes the wait list can be 10 to 15 in, in some states, 20 years. Wow. And we don't realize we're in a crisis. You know, a lot of times, especially if when you have aggressive children um, until they're 14, 15, 16, and then things kind of get out of control. So when we're starting the application process at that age, and, and then you hear, you know, there's a five, six, seven year waiting list, yeah. mom and dad just usually give up. So I am a firm believer the minute you get diagnosed with an, any type of intellectual disability, get on that waiting list, um, even if you don't need it. I'd rather you be on it and never need it. That's so surprising that it's so long. Why is it so long, do you think? I mean, is it just underfunded and under-resourced? Because any kind yeah. of physical health issue, you'd get a diagnosis as soon as possible to try and make sure you got it. Yeah, so it's going to depend on the state. So here in the U.S., we have every state is is governed different. And I live in the state of Florida. Uh, Florida does not have, um, we do not have state income tax. So there's not a lot of funds there to go to um, more of human services, where if you lived in like a Michigan or California or Pennsylvania, they have state taxes. So their wait lists are a little bit shorter. And even in the UK, I mean, I'm just making this up really anecdotally, but I think the waiting list is about a year which is still yeah. pretty high, but mm. it's a huge discrepancy between the US yeah. and here, I'd say. Yes, the, the US healthcare system is very different. I've been trying to change it half my life. Yeah. <laughs> so. And how have you balanced your role trying to change the healthcare system and being an insurance professional with being a mother and being a special needs advocate? I think that sometimes you're just born to do things. And I don't, I was not born to do this. However, my son for sure has taught me the lessons that I needed to to see that is, you know, wrong with our healthcare system, it's wrong with our country, that's wrong with, you know, a lot of the services that are out there. Um, so you know, that may have been his his uh whatever, you know, whatever it is. But but um, the minute that he got diagnosed and this thing started to happen, it's been like a fire that I just can't get, I can't get out of me. Um, even in my book, there's 12 or 13 different families um, that we focus on because the, the stories of the parents are never heard. It's always, you know, the stories of the child or what to, what we can do to fix the child. Um, and you can't, but you can, you know, the, the parents need to start focusing kind of on themselves and taking a look back and, and, and realizing that there is some trauma that goes along with this and mental health is important and try to find some, some solutions that we can control. Yeah. And how do you stay up to date with the latest developments in healthcare? 
and insurance policies because maybe some of the stuff you've been fighting for finally yeah. happens. You've got to stay in touch. Well, as a professional, I have my CE credits, but I'm also um, a representative for the state of Florida on some CMS boards, which is the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. Um, I go to DC quite often um, and go to their conferences on anything that is going to change on the federal level. And I'm also very involved on the, the state level um, of services that are changing or, or people that are trying to, to make change. Um, there's some rally days and um, I have no problem walking into a politician's office and spilling the beans. Doesn't mean they listen, but they're going to understand you know, <laughs> the voices, at least from the people who can't speak for themselves. What's the difference between federal and state level out of interest? I mean, do they have different health powers and you'd go to different yes. ones to campaign about yeah. different things? Yes. Welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the federal laws of the entire country, yeah. you know, from California to Maine to Florida. It's it's kind of all the same thing. But then every yeah. single state has its own what's called Medicaid laws. And those Medicaid laws and Medicaid funding um, are dependent on each state. It's not all the same. Yeah. So it's not just our country. It's our country and then the state. So you have yeah. to really make sure you live in the right spot if you have a child that has a disability. Yeah, that's confusing. But then even in it the is. UK, we have the overall government and then mm-hmm. Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland get their own pretend governments. And yeah. England just has to have the UK government. They don't get yeah. a devolved one. Yeah. So that's it's, confusing, I guess. It's it's a whole, it's it's, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Based on your experience, what advice would you give to parents of special needs children who are struggling both as a parent and mm. with the health system? Definitely, I would say it's a lot easier to, to plan in small chunks um, than it is to, you know, a lot of parents just lay in bed at night wondering what's going to happen when I die, what's going to happen with, you know, the next doctor's appointment. And there's just so much worry and concern that if you just take, you know, even if it's 30 minutes a month to say, okay, this is my long-term goal. This is how I'm going to get here. I'm going to start investing $20 a month in a life insurance policy or an able account or something. Um, small steps help the, the stress of the unknown um, very much. And then, and also, you know, our our community's divorce rate is so incredibly high. A lot of these women, um, a lot of the parents are single moms um, and they don't allow themselves to kind of be their own person. I've known they, a lot of them will, you know, take on the disability of their child and, you know, say, I can't go, I can't hang out with my friends. I can't have a relationship. I can't do all these things. Um, and, you know, it's self-care is really important. Other relationships yeah. are very important. And, you know, that is, you know, something I always try to drive home is, you know, give yourself, even if it's an hour a day, time to just focus on you. Yeah. Well, what are your future goals for Stone Insurance and Invisible Parent and all your advocacy work? So Invisible Parents comes out on April 1st. Right now it is a pre-order on Amazon. Um, it is $9.99. And then the hard copies um, and the the book launch will be um, on April 1st. So my goal for the book is really to get that that story out to parents who are kind of too afraid to admit that, you know, they sit in a house where a couple of times a month their child, you know, is is very violent and it it hurts. And it, it does it does emotionally impact us because, you know, that is very, you know, pushed under the rug. Nobody likes to talk about it, but it's 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 very real. Um, and I would like to get, you know, the book at the 
is the book isn't just about my story. It's about, you know, many families. And I would like to get that in the hands of as many political figures as I can, because we definitely need political change. These, these families do need mental health care. They um, unfortunately are going to be in poverty for the rest of their lives. And it's just generational poverty. So I would like to um, get a bill and, and, and get some political change to get some financial assistance and some mental health care for parents that have these children. You picked the perfect day to release the book. Do you think people are going to take you seriously? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, as soon as I hit push the button, I was like, yeah, that probably wasn't the best day. <laughs> <laughs> well, where will we be able to find your book and find Stone Insurance and everything that you'd want us to find? So right now the book is a pre-order on Amazon. If you just put in um, Invisible Parents and the author is me, Heather Stone, and then Tim Agnew, it was uh, my co-writer. He's been wonderful. Um, You can pre-order that book immediately. And then um, the website will be coming up shortly. And then my business and um, my business site and everything about us is going to be in the book as well. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great having you on. Thank you so much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The throbbing pulse of sound